I'm Amy, sex educator, somatic sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure products company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. Hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Shameless Sex Podcast. It is a hot day in Santa Cruz. That's yeah, smoking hot. It feels, it's actually supposed to roll over into the evening and be in the 80s. <gasps> now, if you're in a different country that is on Celsius, that's about, let's say, 17 degrees. Well, Santa Cruz is never degrees. warm at night, so this is quite refreshing for us. If it's going to be warm in the evening. Right. I know. That's why I'm going to barbecue later after this. You should barbecue naked. This sounds really safe. I actually am highly against that. <laughs> you don't like my ideas. I don't want to. I don't want to burn my tatas. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. The dark meat. The dark meat. That's what she called it on our last podcast. Dark meat. Uh, everyone, this episode is on so many things, um, but is on uh, ganja yoga, ganja, or also known as cannabis-induced sexuality. Uh, or enhance, that's the word, not induce. Uh, tantra, different tools and tips for how you can incorporate Tantra into your life is by um, a wonderful guest speaker whom I've known for a number of years. She's been in High Times. She's been on the cover of High Times. Yeah. yeah, and she wrote a book called Ganja Yoga, and she teaches Ganja Yoga classes and Tantra classes and works with people privately. So lots of fun things to share, and if you don't smoke cannabis, it'll make you want to. If you don't live in a place where it's legal, Sorry. <laughs> Just Legal take year. a trip to Colorado or, or California. California. Yeah. Or Oregon or Massachusetts or where but else? It just keeps them expanding. Not right? Nevada. Yeah. Um, not or Wisconsin. a lot of other countries outside of the U.S. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Vancouver. Go to Me. British Columbia. Yeah. It's a plant, yo. You have options. You have options. And if it's not your jam, then. Although what I will say, everyone, if it's not your jam, I share this in this podcast. Some of my best multi-orgasmic experiences have been cannabis induced. I induced again there i go enhanced um where i've actually smoked some cannabis and had sex and had like amazing multi-orgasmic experiences um we talk a little bit more about that so if you're someone who is just trying to get into the multi-orgasmic state and or enhance your sexuality this actually might be a great option for you of course it is consuming something so you have to be on board for that but wait i wanted to tell you one thing off topic is that your hair looks really great oh yeah, we got our hair did. Yeah, together. we did yesterday. We did a shameless sex hair day at Latelier Salon. If you've never been there, you live in Santa Cruz, go check it out because she does an awesome job. She's not paying us to say this though, because nope. I was like, I'm gonna say something about your skills well, she, well, on the podcast. It. Because if yeah. you're looking for someone to do your hair, if you're I don't know whatever gender you are and you want someone to do yo hair, and you live in Santa Cruz, you live in Santa Cruz, or you know you in the area, all of it down. Um, go to Latelier Salon. It's downtown Santa Cruz because. Those folks do a great job. My hair is looking awesome. I just Your got a little trim. Yeah. Yeah, go ask for Megan. She's yeah, amazing. Megan's really good. She owns it. Uh, okay, so we have some announcements before we dive into this Yum Yum podcast. We said this on our last one, but if you live in the Bay Area, April and I are teaching our erotic superstar workshop at the Center SF on August 2nd. That's from 7.30 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. You can buy tickets at eventbrite.com. 
and um, 20 just bucks. Look, yeah, 20 bucks advance, 25 walk in, and uh, you just look up Shameless Sex Presents Erotic Superstar, or you can just look up the Center SF, and we will be on there. So come and hang out with us, learn from us, San Francisco, Oakland, Bay Area friends. Um, I have one other workshop announcement too for Santa Cruz. I'm teaching uh, Tantra in Motion. Uh, this is a couples workshop, it's a three hour workshop on uh, August 5th. Uh, from 6 to 9 p.m. at Pure Pleasure. So you can sign up at purepleasureshop.com. I'm teaching that with Daniel Molnar, who's one of my favorite people to teach with. He um, runs Ecstatic Dance Santa Cruz, and he's one of the most phenomenal educators I've ever taught with. So if you have access to our Besides area... Besides me, of course. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, okay. <laughs> I'm not an educator, though, as much as... No, you are. C- not a certified... You're one of my. Well, you're I'm one life of, certified. You're one of my faves. Yeah, I have a couple of faves, and he's one of my faves, and you're one of my faves. You know, I mean, come on. You know, I like to. Um, one of my languages is she words of affirmation. And she must be the best. You're the best. My love languages. Yeah. Thanks, Amy. And that was coerced, though, for sure. No, she, she totally fished <laughs> that out of me. I totally did. She's like, I'm gonna get that out of you. <laughs> you will love me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's, yeah, I, I do love you though. But um, so this is all stuff that you pretty much have to be in our area. April and I did just film in a four-week online workshop series that is not available yet, but will be available soon, where you can take from anywhere in the world. Yes, and it's all it will online. have some really juicy, really valuable information. It's done well. We're working on it. it should be released shortly. We're only going to accept um, very few number of people, just the amount we can handle initially, um, until we have the capacity to. Um, do more, so, yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We're going to read a sex question, though, first. Yep, sex question. Okay. So, we just realized that we have some sex questions in our inbox that were kind of hidden from, this is from April 5th. So, we're really and sorry. can I just say to all the listeners out there who have been writing us sex questions, thank you for writing us sex questions. Um, fortunately, we have a lot to choose from, and we're hoping that we give you a wide range of answers, so if you didn't ask your question maybe we're answering it and if we have answered it amazing um however um we may not be able to answer everyone's sex questions moving forward just because our inbox is so flooded <laughs> and um we're, we're really behind and we even had I was it a hate review yeah you did <laughs> <laughs> i just got a whack i got a brazilian wax and i just hey, i'm like getting showing t- you. i'm talking about serious sorry. things and you're flashing sorry. your beave over here <laughs> sorry beave flasher my bad <laughs> so where was i uh, <laughs> we got a bit of a hate review about with someone that said that he asked a sex question and we never answered it and he was feeling like we weren't doing a good job so to that person Lo siento. <laughs> and to all the other folks out there, we'll do our best to answer your question, yep. but we just can't guarantee that we will get to it. We do have the Juicebox app, though, and if you're feeling, you know, it's 60% off for the first week, so if you're feeling like you really need your question answered and you're not certain that we will be able to get to it, download the Juicebox app, and then you can speak with us directly. 60% off for your first week. Good well, it, deal. Might not, it might not even be us directly, but there's other sex coaches on there that you can get your questions answered right away. And, and they can request cheap. us, yeah. and hopefully yeah. uh-huh. we can yeah. work with you. Exactly. So I just want to be transparent to everyone, so you don't think well, that we're we've been trying to say, slacking. everyone, let me just say, we've been saying that we'll answer every sex question. What has happened is we now get like two to three per day. And, <laughs> and that was a lot a of good days thing. ago. It's a good problem to have it because is. it shows that you all are listening and you like us and you trust us. So we really love that. And um, I don't think we can say that we'll answer everyone anymore. Sorry. You could <laughs> just keep us. sending them. We're going to try, though. The same question over and over again. We're still going to try. And there's a chance that your question will be answered. Yeah. And with that, here's a question. 
Okay, so this person wants to be name anonymous. They say we can, we can use the first initial of their name, so S. Uh, and there's kind of a whole intro uh, information about them, and they um, have a boyfriend of five years. Um, so the boyfriend of five years. Um, they're saying about their boyfriend. So my partner has said on many occasions that I am not slutty, naughty, or nasty enough. Not in terms of threesomes, but in terms of ravaging him. I've thought about it, and I really think that I was... Either I was doing enough to keep him satisfied, like spontaneous public sex, role-playing, even buying sex toys to play with. But I guess I haven't because he's not satisfied. I'm not sure how, how to come out of my shell more to fulfill his needs. Any tips or ideas? I've asked before for him to give me tips. I've asked what he is imagining me to do. But his response is that he can't tell me because it will ruin his fantasy of what he wants me to do. Please help. Mm, I, have some, I have some <laughs> initial feelings about this. Yeah. What are you what are you feeling? You got some feels? I kind of want to tell her partner, like, like do some work. Yo. Yeah. Perhaps she's like. She's not psychic. No. And, <laughs> and, you know, it sounds like he's just copping out and, and not really giving great direction. And how the fuck is she supposed to know what to do? So. Look, if you're conveying messages to to your partner um, and and you know doing your best to fulfill as as I mean as it appears his needs, which remember he needs to fulfill his own needs and find joy and pleasure within himself. Um, you can't do that for him, of course. If it's a sexually bonded experience, there's things to bring each other pleasure for sure. But it sounds like you're not getting any direction, and that's confusing. I would be confused with this. I would be like, what the fuck? Am I not good enough for you? Which is what it sounds like. It yeah, sounds like the message is, I'm not enough. So how confusing is it to be, one, told that you're not enough? You're not slutty enough. You're not nasty yeah. enough. You're not naughty enough. But I'm not going to tell you how you can be. That's so confusing. That does not, that's not helpful at all. And so what it sounds to me like he's using a lot of really blaming and um, kind of... Uh, you should just know what I want. Yeah, this is yeah, this is more like defensive and blaming yeah. language that is not loving and is not helpful and is of kind of like the old school um uh like patriarchy perspective that it's all about the penis and that it's misogyny should, at its best. Yeah, like we should know what they want and that we're there just to please them. Um so it's one thing for him to ask for his needs. Like if he came to you and said, "Hey, um, I'm really feeling like I have this need for more wildness and more spontaneousness, more spontaneity. Um, I'm wondering if we can work on that together. Can That's beautiful. Have, right. That's right. beautiful. Instead but of, instead he's like, you're not enough. And you're not kinky enough, slutty enough, all of those. And here she is trying all the right. things, right. still not enough. And then when she's going to him and saying, Hey, let's what work on need? this. What do you need? And he just shuts her down. So. Um, my opinion I'd is... I'd get on Tinder. Sorry. I mean, for real, though. Like, well, yeah, or... I mean, have a conversation first, but be like, look. Yeah, I mean, this is... It's, it's, it's not fair treatment, and it's not helpful, and... Um, and um, so if you really care about this person, essentially what it, what is in front of you is either you just continue to deal with this and this is going to continue to hurt your worthiness and can really confuse you and maybe hurt your self-love and that you're taking this all on as there's something wrong with you because there isn't anything wrong with you. Um, this isn't you. This is a partner that has high expectations that speaks with a, in a way that's not loving and is not telling you what they want or need. So you let them know that, that you know, that this is what's going on for you. Like when he says this stuff to you, you feel hurt. You feel like you're not enough. It, you feel like 
um, you're now, your confidence is now leaving and shifting and that uh, if this relationship is going to continue to work, then you two need to work on this together. Um, and part of that is one that he doesn't shame you anymore with that language. And the other part is that he starts to share with you exactly what he's looking for and not expecting you and if to be psychic. He's not, if he can't explain it, tell him to show you a video or yeah. a book or something. If he, if words are difficult for him, ask him to uh, use other methods. Um, there's so many tools out there. You can Google whatever y he's into, and I'm sure you'll find plenty of uh, information slash yeah, imagery. And if he's not willing to work and keeps the perspective that you should just figure all for yourself and you're not enough, um, get out of there. Yeah, sometimes the best things are when you say hasta luego. I wish you peace. I wish you love. I wish you all the kinky shit that <laughs> you ever could dream of. Good luck to you. Good luck to you. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. just started my Tinder account. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at all the matches look I it. have. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Bye. Oh, well, we oh have, it's a match man. again. Yeah, um, and we we actually have a number of these questions from pe from folks who um, this is like a reoccurring thing. Mm -hmm. Like people, women are being told that they're not assertive enough, they're not confident enough, they are not wild and not kinky sexual enough. enough. Yeah, yeah, there's actually another one that I'll just point out here. Someone else, um, the subject is called "Being Assertive" by another person's name starts with an S, um, is saying their partner wants them to be more assertive and less shy, and that this person. Um, is also is never orgasm and and then it's hurting his ego and again it's like all about him the thing is if a person is naturally born shy and you know it's going to be difficult to totally change their persona and you learn you practice yeah. skills so but building confidence is a hard thing but you can refer to some really awesome psychological ways yeah, like, like men women and worthiness men women and worthiness yeah. you can look you can power pose before an experience with your partner you can um bu building confidence takes time and it's a lot of positive self-affirmations meditate on how beautiful and wonderful you are mm -hmm. um think positive thoughts every surround day yourself with people that love you and build you up and not people that put you down right um and, and then and if you say bad things about yourself replace those with three really nice things about yourself and this person who has uh never orgasm with sex with 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 him you know and he's feeling discouraged like he this is this is again if you're in a partnership where there's one person that's saying you're not enough this or you're too much of that they have work to do like maybe yeah. you have some work to do too but anytime that comes up that person that is the one that is accusing the blame of you, game the, yeah there's they have their own work so this is a two-way street so yeah you can go and build all the confidence you want and your partner needs to stop shaming you too yeah. it's a two-way street stop so. the shame game stop the shame um Okay, that was our... We were so passionate today. Yeah, we were. I love being passionate. Yeah. You. Yeah. You. <laughs> we should have smoked weed before this podcast. I know, and so we're drinking some wine. Yeah. Oh, P.S. I didn't even tell you you all that uh, Margin's we Wine is offering, just for shameless sex, um, a bit of a, a dish counto. This is the last announcement, then we're going to dive into the podcast. I just forgot until right now. Um, so go to marginswine.com, and if you buy three or more bottles and use the code SHAMELESSSEX10, you get 10% off three or more bottles. And then if you buy six or more bottles, you can get 15% off. Use the code SHAMELESSSEX15. She's never done anything like that before. It's just especially for Shameless Sex listeners. 
So tap in. Get, she's got some beautiful wines. We talk about it all the time. Any state that you're in, I think there's only three exceptions, can receive this wine. She does ship. So obviously, I think you need to be 21 unless you live in Italy. Then you have to be nine years old to order this. <laughs> so yeah, it's so good. We we love Marjorie's wine. She makes it's, a it's beautiful it. wine. And um, I love how you call it beautiful. It really is beautiful. It is beautiful wine. Yeah. It's an art. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's all Woman I've got about Raw that. wine, meaning organic. Hey. Oh, hi. All right, yeah, that's um, our intro stuff. Yeah, so I was going to say, you said we, we were drinking this delicious wine and we wouldn't have it any other way, but because we talked about cannabis on this, we should have smoked cannabis before, but I think we've done that before when we were in Amsterdam. And it's not it super... It didn't go so well. Yeah, we're yeah. not really... We slow down. Yeah. Although some people would like us to slow down, but I think our we get a little foggy in the brain. Sometimes I'm not as sharp. Yeah. Yeah, but I so this is why for sexuality, like you don't need to be sharp. No, you, no. So that's why smoking cannabis there. But yeah, podcasting. But I feel like the <laughs> listeners deserve a, sh- a bit of sharpness from me. Yeah. I'm just sitting here like a big old dud. <laughs> yeah, they're like, where's the humor? Yeah, where's, the what's going on with her? Where's fun, playful April? I mean, that's happened before where I wasn't feeling super hot, but yeah. I'm feeling great today. Do you like my beef? Yeah, your beef is great. Thank I'm, you. I'm flashing. I'm not wearing underwear. And I'm flashing her my beef. I'm not wearing underwear either, and I left a snail trail on my. I got it waxed by this awesome woman in Santa Cruz. Her name is Rosalind. If anyone has oh. any questions about getting, does she uh, want you to talk about off? her on the podcast? Um, I mean, I just said that she does. She said she wants people. She wants clients. I could use a bee wax. Does she do the butthole? Yeah, she does it all. You want to see my butthole? <laughs> <laughs> If you want to show me, I'll totally look at it. She's amazing. Everyone, if you have any questions about where to get waxed in Santa Cruz, <laughs> message me and I will let you know because she's incredible and she does facials too. But anyways, uh, no, and okay, let me just my last note before we go to the podcast. <laughs> I've had my vag wax many a time, many a time. And I, I actually, I still keep a little bush. I like having pubic hair. Me too. Because I feel like a woman. Yeah. Because I am a I woman. I like a bacon strip. A bacon strip? Yeah, it's like a size of a bacon strip. Okay. Tempe okay. So it's like a, just a vegan. line. Okay. Mine's yeah. like a triangle, like a pizza. <laughs> a pizza slice. <laughs> a slice of like a pizza. Yeah, a wide pizza. But I've had my vag wax many times from different people, and <laughs> a lot of times I leave there with my skin just like super irritated, and the experience is painful. Yeah. This one I didn't get either. Like she's so good at it that mm. I, there was no pain the whole time, even when she's like waxing the labia. And I left there. My skin looks beautiful. I've never been waxed. But do oh. I have to grow out my bush then? Yes. See, that's a problem because it's summertime. Just rock it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to get some, I don't know, some shorts. What? Oh, for a bathing suit? Yeah, I, don't <laughs> wanna, I, don't, I mean, I'm not that hairy, but still. Anyway, yeah, it's off topic, but good okay. to know. I w- good might to consider know, that. Everyone, so yeah, um, that's that's the end of our rants. And <sighs> are you ready for some ganja sex? I'm yoga, ready for all of tantra. It. Let's do it. All right, all right, everyone. It's episode time before we dive in i am going to read the bio of another lovely guest speaker i just want to comment on also by the way we first started this podcast april and i said we'd have a guest speaker like once a month and now we have guest speakers like every episode so it's awesome we just know so many amazing humans i think it's good to change it up too people like they love our voices but it's nice to add in some expertise well we don't know everything hell no (laughs) to learn new things myself and this is a good topic because I don't know a lot about ganja yoga, and I don't know. Re- let's read her bio because it's actually pretty cool. All right. So, Dee Dussault is a sexuality coach, Yoga Alliance certified soga- yoga teacher. Well, that was a mouthful. And the creator of Ganja Yoga with a Harper Collins book by the same name. Since 2009, she's taught Easy Partner Yoga, Vanilla Tantra, and Ganja Yoga to thousands of people across the U.S., Canada, and Europe. To learn more, visit 
ddusault.com. I'll spell that for you. That's D-E-E-D-U-S-S-A-U-L-T.com or theganjayoga.com. Welcome, Dee. Bonjour, hey. Dee. Hi, Dee. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> you're going to your French Canada thing going on? Quoi, s'il vous plaît? But she, you're from Toronto, though, right? I am from Toronto, and interestingly enough, I don't actually speak any French. Like, I think I can say pass the salt, but that's about it. Mad. That's shit in French for you. Exactly. Yeah, I know that word. (laughs) Yeah, those are the important words, really. Oh, we're so excited to have you here. All right, everyone, let me just tell you before we have Dee tell you all about her herself. Um, I met Dee probably, like, right after she moved to San Francisco uh, years ago, and uh, I went to a workshop in San Francisco uh, on actually like my first date with someone and they were just like, yeah, you want to go to like a Tantra meditation workshop? And I was like, sure. So we went and this room was full of 200 people and they were all sitting there in their chairs and Dee was guiding this workshop and we did this um this really beautiful practice. I think it was like the whole journey itself was 30 minutes. And then there was some lecture and information too, um, where we did this like meditative tantric practice that was really beautiful to be in a room of 200 moaning people all together. (laughs) Um, and from there I've, um, had more of like a closer personal relationship with D off and on. So that was my intro to D and actually you've come to teach up pure pleasure a couple of times. So, um, I'm really excited to finally have you in the podcast. Yay, me too. And wasn't that your first workshop too, by the way? Your first workshop was like to 200 people. <laughs> yeah, it was my it was my first one in San Francisco. And it was also my first time, you know, doing a big public speaking gig. And I think that they, you know, the organizer had, you know, someone else who was supposed to teach a sexy workshop and they canceled sort of like a week or two before it was supposed to happen. So I was just sort of thrown in. I was like, okay, I, I can I can do a workshop for 200 people. Let's do this. <laughs> that takes some serious courage. Good for you. It's Usually people yeah. start five, <laughs> yeah. maybe six. Like, I'm just going to do 200 with a mic. You were mic'd up and everything, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Impressive. Yeah, the adrenaline, I think, you know, pushed me through. Yeah. Well, it was a phenomenal workshop. I would never, I was, we didn't know till the very end when you're like, um, so this is my first workshop. We're like, what? No way. <laughs> so you're a natural, which is probably a good foundational piece for, um, for how you've just kind of like exploded in your career. You you have a book, you um, I know you've been on High Times before, so there's a, a lot that we'll get into. But first, could you just tell us a little bit about your journey, um, about specifically how you got to where you are today? Yeah. So um, uh, you guys mentioned, you know, the book and, and Ganja Yoga. So, you know, most of my work is teaching cannabis enhanced yoga. Um, but my academic studies and a lot of, you know, my side work is in sexuality. So I went to undergrad and grad school to study sexuality. And I was most interested in women's sexuality and um, you know, helping women to get orgasmic parity with men was kind of one of my uh, goals. But I found, of course, academic academics is uh, not at all really helpful. It's all sort of theoretical and writing essays wasn't actually helping any women. It was just all, you know, in, in university, kind of just staying in, in the in university. So I dropped out of that program. I, you know, I thought I was going to maybe become a sex therapist or a, a professor of sexuality, but I I dropped out after, you know, kind of agonizing and instead uh, did a 360 with my, I guess, my career and became a yoga teacher and specifically a Tantra yoga teacher. So um, Tantra, as many people know, has at least for now, we'll just say something to do with sexuality. So uh, I was able to work more pragmatically and and work with with people, with women, with couples uh, in this sort of tantric approach to sexuality instead of an academic approach. So so that's pretty cool. Yeah. So you've been doing Tantra for how many years then? 
so yeah, I've been practicing both uh, as a yoga teacher and a tantric coach or sexuality coach for nine years. I graduated that program, that yoga teaching teacher program nine years ago. So exciting. I'm almost up to my decade mark. Mm, congratulations. And so there's yeah. a lot of elements to that. I'm really interested in hearing about the ganja yoga, but um, more importantly, can we start with the tantric aspect of, um, I guess, like your teachings and what is your definition of tantra? We've had a lot of folks on our podcast um, talking about tantra, but I'm interested in hearing about, um, you know, your perspective slash your teachings. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, as far as I understand, a lot of the ancient tantric you know, Sanskrit texts have not even yet been translated. And, you know, those that have been, um, of course, have, you know, different people's personalities and the culture of the time and egoic, you know, uh, approaches. So uh, Tantra, as we know it, uh, may not be what it was several thousand years ago or what's happening in, you know, ancient Tibetan or Himalayan caves, you know. Um, but, you know, as I understand it, that actually is a helpful thing for us modern people because uh, it allows uh, a room for, you know, a non-dogmatic approach to the practice. So what Tantra means for you might be very different from what it means, you know, to me. And, and that's okay. There's, you know, there's no right, right answer, one right answer. So um, in my understanding, and, you know, this is from, you know, what I learned from my teacher in Toronto um, at our 500-hour training is, you know, that Tantra, it's, it, you know, people know it's about sex. It has something to do with sex. But fundamentally, it's about, you know, waking up, waking up to life. And to, you know, to be appreciative that we're alive and to feel our senses, you know, here in the present moment and feel grateful and feel energized and, you know, to the point of almost feeling magical or, you know, divinely inspired. We're so healthy. We're so present. Um, and so a big part of that is, you know, allowing and accepting all of our emotionality, all of what makes us human, you know, the, the so-called positive emotions, the, the so-called negative ones, just allowing the whole range and using the emotions to help us to wake up like I'm really angry right now. I'm really jealous right now, but oh my gosh, I'm a human. It feels so good to even have this emotion. I, you know, I can use my anger to push my consciousness upward and forward. Uh, and in the same way, sexuality is a really potent tool that we can use consciously to you know, evolve the consciousness or to awaken. Um, so instead of pushing away sexuality, like other, you know, religions or spiritual practices, you know, sometimes do Tantra allows it and invites it. And in fact, has practices that directly use sexuality to enhance uh, you know, light to help us to feel more energized, more connected to our partner, more healthy. So uh, it's it's a really exciting, you know, practice that has so many uh, opportunities for different people to meet people where they're at and whatever aspect they're interested in. So if they're interested in having better sex and longer orgasms or G-spots and all that kind of, they can do tantric practices around those like more overt sex things. Or if someone wants to use it truly, to, you know, to make their meditation better, they might not even engage in any sexual tantra, but they're still doing tantra, if, if that makes sense. So, so yeah, Tantra to you is, um, is about uh, acceptance and moving f forward or towards something as opposed to resistance and moving away? Yeah, I would say that's a really great, um, you know, definition. And it's not like you have to say yes to every single thing, but it's just like to, to ask yourself, like, you know, do I want this? You know, it, it, does this feel like my soul or my innermost self, my personality, you know, does this, does this feel like it's helpful to me? Um, am I consciously choosing this as opposed to, you know, um, my mind, you know, you know, maybe having programming from my culture, my family, or my even my own, you know, like that says, you know, chips, for example, just chips are always unhealthy. So, you know, I, I, I should never eat chips. And, you know, Tantra might say, well, if I'm eating the chips mindfully, if I'm sitting with that salt and vinegar smell for a second, and I'm really like indulging, like consciously, and I'm letting that sort of unhealthy indulgence make me feel like I'm awake and alive, then 
you know, it's tantric chip eating. And, and you know, the, so there's no, no fundamentally good or bad, right or wrong. Chips are just neutral and, and it's your own, you know, consciousness that, that, that makes it what it is. So, yeah, and we, we've talked about this in past podcasts, but I think that this is really helpful information for folks who are always wondering what Tantra is and to understand that it's beyond sex. Like sex is just one of the, the many modalities and it's what we know of in the Western world. But like Dee is saying, you can eat t- chips tantrically, you can walk tantrically, you can speak tantrically, you know, it's there's so many elements to it. Um, so Totally, yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. It's, 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 it includes sex, which is makes it radical, makes it awesome. Um, but it's so much more than sex. And I'm a sex coach, I love studying and helping people. So a lot of my clients, you know, want that more sexual, you know, information, but I always give them that, you know, just the general philosophy that it, in time for you might might move and become about more than just sex. And, and if not, no big deal. So I'm assuming based on that, since Tantra can be even found in chip eating, mm-hmm. that Tantra is for anyone, any age, any person, any human, any gender. I mean, is that your belief or is there someone specific that you could uh, speak to about Tantra? Is it for everyone? Oh, yeah. No, it's totally for everyone. And it's really great for older people, you know, baby boomer type age people um, who maybe are experiencing difficulty, you know, being as physically sexual with their partner and having sex in that conventional way or, you know, whether it's, you know, erectile issues or just sort of physical mobility and pain issues. Some tantric practices, you can feel really intimate, really in love with your partner and not even really be moving or, or touching genitals for that matter. You could be gazing and into their eyes and breathing. And so it's really great for, I, I find for an older population, a lot of my clients um, who are, you know, discovering sexual intimacy in, in this new way. And so, you know, it's, de- it's definitely for all ages and all, all genders. And there's, there is a view that I don't hold, but that sometimes is held in Tantra that you need um, to do practices with a person of the opposite gender to balance these so-called, you know, what's, what's considered gender polarities. Um, and that takes a pretty essentialist view that, you know, all women are yin or watery or cool or feminine and all men are, you know, fiery and, you know, masculine and like more of an arrow, you know, than an ocean. Um, but I know lots of arrow type women or women that are arrow like sometimes and ocean like sometimes. So to always say you have to practice with someone based on their genitalia to me is a pretty dated you know, notion of even just gender. It goes without saying. I know you, you guys, you guys probably feel that way too. Yeah, but I think that's helpful because a lot of times people hear about the masculine and the feminine, and uh, it can be a little confusing. I know in tantra, there's the you know the world of the divine masculine, the divine feminine, and a lot of the tantra teachers that I um, still have seen to these days are very heteronormative and. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it seems a, a little outdated. And yet when I say outdated, it's also not what original Tantra I think was even about anyway. So, uh, but that's right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't feel comfortable in environments where I, you know, would, would, would feel like I have to work with a man because I, I happen to have female sex organs. Like, you know, in that particular day I might, you know, it's just like, and it doesn't even matter what my orientation is. It's just like what I'm comfortable, what's going to serve me in this moment. So to really be able to ask ourselves, like, is this, is this practice, is this moment, you know, helping me to evolve and awaken? And for many people, you know, the heteronormative approach isn't, is either isn't desirable or isn't helpful. And, and I think that that presence too is, is a big part of Tantra too, right? So just where am I at in this moment and, and what am I desiring and, um, and staying present with that. And that's always changing because I mean, that's, that is Tantra is to be fully present for the, the body senses and, um, as a means towards awakening here and now. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, and, and it's it's similar to Buddhism in that way. Buddhism and, you know, Vipassana practices, 
um, you know, get us to focus on, you know, the sensory reality as it, you know, as a reality is arising, smells and touch, taste, and, you know, just to, to stay here in this present. There's just, you know, so much richness for us to really appreciate. And you really do feel that, you know, hallelujah, I'm alive. This is a, a miracle. You know, you know, you know, you can get really into it. And of course, cannabis can, can help that. Oh, yeah. Cannabis can definitely <laughs> help that. I hear you. <laughs> Um, so if you had some suggestions or some tantric practices that you wanted to share with our listeners that they could incorporate into their sex lives, um, tonight, tomorrow, the next day when they listen to this podcast, are there any, um, you know, suggestions that you can offer? Yeah. I mean, you know, because it's so non-dogmatic and so individualized, it's really, you know, what feels juicy for you, what feels exciting for you. Um, what are you drawn to? What's your, you know, curiosity um, is a good kind of just starting point, but that's so open. I'll, I'll give a little bit more detail. Um, you know, it could be touch-based practices. It could be, you know, let's, let's do this thing, honey, you know, tonight, I want to try Tantra. I'm going to hold your hand and just, you know, stroke it and look at it and just really, you know, uh, you know, be with it, be present and touch it in, you know, soft ways and, you know, just be present to you for a full two minutes and just, you know, and then the other hand, maybe, I'll stroke it, but I'll, you know, read the newspaper at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then I want you to just feel the difference of, you know, how it felt for me to be present on one hand and kind of distracted on the other. And things like that can just kind of help couples to, to experience, you know, tantra some of these, these principles like presence. And with just a minute or two, uh, you, you really get a, a, an effect, a result. So just kind of touch-based practices like that. Or um, I also really like eye contact, just gazing. Just, you know, you know, not necessarily talking much, but just being together and breathing. Mm, yeah, and that can be kind of yeah. edgy, edgy for people who don't make a lot of eye contact with their partners. It's true. Mm -hmm. It's true. I have some clients, you know, who, who, who've never done it. And, and sometimes they cry. Just the, the moment is so real. And, and sometimes there's resistance. Like, you know, it's, it's just challenging or you, you giggle. Um, the good thing about Tantra is there's no, you know, wrong outcome or, or result or you know, moment, there's no right or wrong. So if, if, you know, I'm coming to this practice and I'm really hoping it's going to leave us feeling intimate or present. Um, and then in the end, I find all this residual anger comes up. Well, can I be, you know, in acceptance of the moment as it arises? And even though I wanted the moment to be romantic, I'm, I'm just coming into something different right now, or I'm laughing. I thought I was going to be feeling sexy, but I'm laughing. And can I be okay with laughing? And so, you know, part of the practice is to just really allow and surrender to what is arising, even though the practice is you know, the, the practices and the games and the activities we do are, you know, maybe with an outcome or a result in mind, sometimes the universe brings us a different thing that's that's perhaps even more needed. Acceptance, folks. Acceptance. It's the path. <laughs> okay. Totally. And, 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 you know, you can you can do eye contact, you know, for um, you can challenge each other. Like, OK, I heard this Tantra thing. I want to look into your left eye. You look into mine and let's just try to do it for five breaths. And this could be so weird, but let's just try it. You know, you can just be really playful like that and. There's no wrong, nothing wrong can happen. So if you laugh or you look away and then the next day you do it again and, you know, on the third day, I, I bet you it's going to feel a lot easier and a lot more normal or, or you know, accessible. It's, it's, there is something really vulnerable about deep eye gazing and I've done it with my partner before and I always get this competitive like, oh, you want a staring contest kind of thing? Like, <laughs> who's going to blink first? And then I just end up like dying laughing. I'm like, damn it, I want to be sexual. <laughs> and I end up just being competitive. <laughs> That's great. That's so hilarious. Well, the competitive also sounds like it's like a sense of play too, yeah. right? You're adding a little bit of lightness and play as well. And I think, yeah, what, what Dee's saying is that 
all of it is welcome. You know, all of it is can be uh, tantric if you're coming in there with the um, on the in the path of acceptance. Um, what about for busy folks such as uh, April and I? <laughs> um, so to be tantric, a lot of times people hear the story of, I think it's Sting, right? Has sex, unless you're like 18, you have no idea who I'm talking about. But um, you know, has sex for like eight hours. And a lot of times people think that they need, you know, a five-hour lovemaking session to be tantric. And what are your thoughts about that? I like the, the mini, the mini tantra, the, the tantric moment, kind of like, you know, the chips was that example earlier, but. Um, you know, just, just, just that hug before you leave for work, like let, instead of hugging you and talking about how I'll pick you up after work, let me, let me, let me talk to you about all those logistical things and then give you a hug with my full presence. And it might only be five or 10 seconds, but that's a tantric hug. I'm present. I'm, you know, I'm not multitasking. I don't have an agenda. You know, I'm as relaxed as I can be. So there may not be sexual energy or turn on, or, you know, maybe there is, um, but, but I'm present. I'm, I'm feeling my senses. So. Um, it doesn't have to be a long lovemaking, a tantric hug, you know, to me, a, a five second present hug is better than a two hour, you know, not present lovemaking session where, you know, you're kind of distracted or you're not really connected. So it's not about the time, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it can be a little, I like the little mini moments. And I think that that is, uh, I, I love emphasizing that because I think it can be really scary and pressuring for people to feel like they have to you know, create space to have sex for three or four hours. And, um, and it's and a lot of people are really busy. We have a lot of listeners who have children or just have really busy lives. And so this is available to you. And it really is just that sense of slowing down and being present and coming into acceptance as opposed to um, trying to be goal oriented or fighting what what's here and um, it's all tantric. You got it. <laughs> Let's talk about Ganja yoga. Ganja yoga. Yeah. <laughs> what is ganja yoga? <laughs> Actually, just, I that's how I want to sit. I just wanted to say it like that. But no, that's I'm so glad you did. It's okay, hilarious. Uh, I I had somebody come who who you know didn't know what ganja meant only once in in nine years, but they just thought it was like something to do with the Ganges River. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, the Ganges. Uh, I got it. Mm -hmm. But they you know, so they were, they were like what? in Hindi. Yeah, right. So they're like, "There's weed here." I was like, "Uh, yeah." And I think she might, she might have laughed. It was it was not uh, necessarily a good scene, but uh, it was only once. So most people, you know, ganja means cannabis, um, weed, reefer. Uh, so yeah, it's it, but it's not just you know cannabis plus yoga. At least not in my kind of understanding or you know approach to it. It's a lot of the yoga that's offered nowadays, or you know, if you tell someone who's never done yoga, you know, if you hear that they hear that word, they're like, "Oh, yoga's hard." You know, people have this notion that yoga is really challenging and a lot of it nowadays is really gym focused or fitness focused and it's, it can be a great workout. So I'm not trying to diss, you know, that practice or, or people who like that kind of yoga, but ganja yoga is much more a yoga that's designed to slow us down, you know, and to give us the restoration, uh, the recovery, you know, to the nervous system that we need after a day of, you know, just our stressful culture and our busy lives. So there's nothing wrong with yoga to work out, but yoga to relax is also just you know, needed in, in our world. So Ganja yoga is a really relaxing yoga and it's intentionally meant for all body sizes and all ages and all experience levels. So we get all kinds of people, which is really cool for me that we're taking yoga out of this sort of elite, you know, people think of it as a, is something that, you know, skinny white women do or whatever. So I'm, you know, I'm trying to really show that really yoga is for all bodies. So even with the ganja, even without the ganja, I'd be an advocate for the sort of accessible yoga. So you 
have a ganja yoga class. You walk into the classroom expecting you provide the, the ganja as well. Well, we invite people to, to bring their own to share. Oh, um, got the, it. You know, for, for legal reasons, um, you know, so that we don't ever be accused of like running as a dispensary, you know, saying that we can't say there's ganja, that we're giving ganja away. But people are allowed to share in California. So there's ganja because mm -hmm. people have brought ganja. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, and everyone loves sharing their stuff and talking about it. And, you know, everyone's got their favorite strain or their consumption method they like. Or there's just like a lot of conversation. So unlike a regular yoga class where you put your mat down and then, you know, kind of just maybe say hi to the person beside you here. You, we have a half an hour where you're socializing, grabbing some tea, um, you know, trying different products and. There's a sign when people come in, you know, if you're new to cannabis to start low and go slow because, you know, some of my regulars have, you know, really high tolerances. So if you look around, you can see people like really getting down with their feet. So <laughs> we invite, you know, beginners to start with, a, you know, a smaller dose just to kind of get used to that effect. Um, and then we do like a really, really chill class. It's like really kind of restorative or like sometimes more hatha, but really, really chill. I try to keep it really relaxing. So it sounds like it's the community aspect is a big part of it. And I know that that's what's missing in a lot of the yoga world that people want is more of the community aspect. And I know people who have actually started doing um, yoga and wine nights where they'll do yoga and then have a glass of wine after to like wine, wine down. Haha. <laughs> but this was so cannabis before, socialize, make some friends, uh, connect, and then go into this really yummy uh, restorative yoga practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. We have even time afterwards, you kind of like an optional another 15 to 30 minutes where, you know, you don't have to leave right away because there's not like another class happening right away. So you have, you know, some time to kind of just like, you know, get get in the mood to leave, you know, if you're going to be getting on public transportation, say like, just kind of like, you know, you want to not necessarily be in a totally altered state of consciousness if your yoga was like really meditative. So you have time to kind of be with community on the other side too, which I really like, I really, I really think that that's important. And, you know, it's, you know, the ganja, the, the sweet, easy yoga, and then the community, all three really are what make it, you know, a ganja yoga class. I mean, cannabis is such a medicine for folks. And it's a medicine that was illegal for so long, even though it was from a plant. And now finally, there's some acceptance, especially in the state of California, and it's recreational in a lot of other states. So um, I think incorporating into yoga makes a lot of sense. I mean, it should be incorporated into uh, everyday pharmacies and Western medicine as well, but that's just my opinion. Um, anyway, um, question about cannabis as well and sexuality for you, um, because obviously we've, I don't know if you've ever um, listened to any of the other podcasts. We did one with the can, canisexual and we talked a lot about the benefits of incorporating cannabis into your sex life, but curious as to your thoughts on that topic. Oh, totally. And I love Ashley. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't listen to the episode, but I suspect it'll probably have some similar, you know, uh, ideas. Um, I would say the, the most, you know, important way that cannabis improves sex, um, you know, for people that like cannabis, you know, not, not everyone likes it. It doesn't work for everyone, but for people who like it is, you know, it, it's kind of like with the yoga, it just really helps us to relax. Um, and I'd say that's the most important quality of the cannabis, especially for women who want to tap into our deeper orgasmic potential, you know, just shedding off that that extra layer of tension and distraction, you know, even before getting with our partner or maybe we smoke up with our partner, um, but just kind of like to like as a sort of a foreplay to like, okay, I'm, whew, I'm shaking off the day. I'm taking away that. So some of those thoughts about work or well, just whatever repetitive thoughts, not, you know, serving me. Um, and it also, you know, 
coupled with relaxation and you know, inextricably connected to it is that, you know, deepening of the senses. So as I'm relaxing, I'm more aware of, you know, my senses. I'm more aware of my body. Suddenly I you know, no longer just exist above my neck, you know, in my device, in my computer screen, but now I have this body again and I get to feel, you know, all the feelings of my body. So as I relax, the cannabis also helps me to feel and, you know, as I feel, I, of course, can feel more sexy, more arousal, more orgasm potential as I, you know, make out with my partner or whatever. Um, so I'd say, you know, the, the relaxation part and the sensitivity or embodiment part are, you know, its main sort of aphrodisiac qualities. But even shopping together, you know, smelling the terpenes with your partner or even by yourself, of course, um, can be a really sensual act and kind of be like a foreplay. You're in the dispensary, you're smelling these different types of flower before you buy one. And, you know, you're just already awakening your senses. You're you know, Tantra doesn't have to be sex, but you're already kind of turning yourself on to life just by sort of smoking it, buying it, being with your partner. It's sort of like a foreplay. So it can be helpful in that way as well. Hmm. Yeah, I uh, I think I talked about this on the episode that we did with Ashley about uh, some of my um, my best multi-orgasmic experiences were cannabis induced, which is funny because I don't smoke a lot of cannabis these days and I'm trying to be more multi-orgasmic, but I keep forgetting cannabis um and and to me yeah it felt like my it woke up my body's senses and it um almost gave me like this single pointed focus that i'm always trying to uh, to obtain in sex or in meditation Uh, it kind of like forced me to do that and the single pointed focus is on the touch and it just seems like it for my experience it it not only is it heightening senses but it, it helps me to go into a deeper meditative state is that something that um that you have heard of or experienced? Totally. Yeah, totally. Like that altered state of consciousness, you know, it's coupled with the relaxation, but yeah, it's, it's distinctively different. Like it's um, almost like a psychedelic state, like a mild psychedelic where you're just yeah, able to get into, yeah, whether it's meditation or, you know, one pointedness or absorption is another kind of yogic word where you're just like completely, you know, your ego could, you know, could be annihilated. You're just pure bliss consciousness or whatever, right? There's different kind of ways to, experience it but mm. um for sure that that altered state and you know i, I definitely think of cannabis as a, a mystical or you know you know entheogen or psychedelic these are kind of some other words to describe you know that helps you to, to get in touch with you know deeper aspects of yourself and your consciousness your psyche but also kind of connecting you to the, the larger whole and sometimes it provides me with divine inspiration or you know divine maybe a loaded word but inspiration that seems to come from you know outside myself or just you know ideas or, or insights that you know, I, I had never thought before with my conscious mind, at least. So um, definitely has that mystical capability or meditative capability. And it's finding the right strain, too, because sometimes folks are affected by the sativa or the hybrids or the indicas differently. So I get paranoid on some and I know that I would not reach another level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, fuck, what, <laughs> what, what do I have going on tomorrow? Is there a police officer looking through my window right now? Weird <laughs> shit would go through my mind. But, and I would not right. be horny, but I can see if you find the right strain for you as a human you can definitely enter into those next level experiences. But just a word to the wise out there in um, listener land, uh, do your testing research. You have homework now. Find the right strain of cannabis for you. And then totally. And you might want to like, you know, masturbate with uh, a strain before, you know, kind of get high by yourself, see how it works for you. You know, does it lead to happy thoughts or not so happy thoughts Mm. before, you know, getting high with a partner that you might have sex with. So you kind of already have that relationship to that strain and you're kind of doing the testing on your own, you know, potentially. 
Yeah, that's yeah. That coincides with everything that we say. That it all starts with you, and it's good to figure out what works for you first before you expect a partner to understand all that for you. <laughs> so it's, right. it's helpful to do the research on your own, and then you can share that with a partner. Um, okay, tell us about your book. You wrote a book, and it's called Ganja Yoga. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool because uh, Harper Collins actually approached me to write it, which is not a very common thing that happens in reality. So it's just like, what? Um, just that occurrence is really mind boggling. But also, I think it really shows that, you know, a major publisher, like I think one of the bigger ones in the world, um, you know, wants wants to write a book on cannabis and wellness. I think that really means that, you know, times are changing and it's sort of like that, that tipping point where it's becoming just accepted as a mainstream medicine. And it makes perfect sense to couple it with yoga and other types of practices like yoga. And, you know, sex is a practice you know, like yoga to me. Um, you know, so it, it, it's just so cool that they asked and I went on a little book tour and, you know, taught Ganja Yoga to over, you know, I think it was like 13 or so cities across the states, which was pretty cool, you know, in, in, of course, legal states. Um, and that was pretty cool. Yeah. And so it helps people, you know, just kind of some of the be best practices around dose and method of cons consumption and a little bit about the history of cannabis with yoga and um, some of the medicine behind it, some of the science. I don't out too much but there's a bit of that and then there's you know just some of my favorite postures for relaxing and how to do them safely you know really good alignment so I'm a, a, a bit of an alignment nerd um, I like keeping my students really safe because I have a, a, an injury from uh, you know I've been doing yoga for over 20 years and I think I used to be a little sloppy with my practice when I was in my 20s so now I'm, I'm really uh, careful to make sure my students are not sloppy so there's a big section of the book on unhealthy alignment too which uh, you know it's just like a little deep labor where can people find your book? Uh, it's on Amazon and then, you know, probably like local bookstores, uh, you know, have it too. I always encourage people if they can to shop locally, but it's you know, not necessarily easy. Okay. And where can people take the Ganja Yoga classes? Are there other certi certified yoga practitioners or um, is it like wherever you are? Well, yeah, it's kind of both. And so um, in January, I did my first Ganja Yoga teacher training and I, I trained, you know, a, a bunch of certified yoga teachers in my methodology. And since then, I've done two others. So I've trained, you know, I think three dozen teachers across you know, the states, you know, from Oklahoma to Hawaii, you know. Um, and so they're popping up their own classes. We have a couple uh, women starting down in Southern California and L.A. and San Diego. And then my business partner, she teaches from Oakland. And when I go back to the Bay, I teach in the Bay, too. Um, and meanwhile, I live in this RV, uh, we call it the Ganja Yoga Tour Bus. Um, so we're actually going to be taking the classes and the teacher training on tour. And I'll be doing, you know, the regular Ganja Yoga, the relaxing yoga stuff, but then also kind of, you know, the sexy um, Tantra classes. And I call it vanilla Tantra because, you know, we keep our clothes on. It's pretty, pretty vanilla in terms of sex, sex, sexual and how our culture thinks of sexy. Um, it's still pretty sexy. Um, uh, so we're going to do all that on the tour so people can find out, like, uh, there's Ganja Yoga Instagram and, and Facebook. And, you know, as you said, there's the two websites you said at the beginning. Do you do you put out it on Twitter? I feel like food trucks in L.A. always tw tweet where they're going to be. That might be helpful, too. <laughs> oh, that's so too. cool. That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah I don't actually use Twitter, but I, there's always a good reason to start something. There you go. <laughs> Twitter's <laughs> yeah. been a hard one for me. I don't know. I don't know about all that tweeting business. <laughs> I don't know about it. Yeah, no. Will you so I so you do sex coaching, you teach ganja yoga, you have a book. How can people work with you? I know we named the websites before, but if you can reiterate that and remind people if they're interested. Yeah, so you know, the sex coaching work um is, you know, uh, my website which is my name ddusso.com and that's d u s s and sam s s and sam a u l t that's the last name. Um so that's where you'll find info on working with me privately in a sex coaching context and 
or if you want to hire me as a private yoga teacher, Ganja Yoga teacher. And then um, the Ganja Yoga is my Ganja Yoga website. We have to put the word the. Some smart ass went and bought Ganja Yoga. Nobody, he's not even using it, but he won't tell it to me. <laughs> so might, I'm know. the Ganja Yoga. Um, you know, you'll never live that down. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make sure every podcast here is, you know, everybody knows about it. <laughs> the Ganja Yoga, everyone. Yeah. Like the, the, yeah, T-H-E. Um, and so, and, and I'm pretty active on, on the Ganja Yoga Instagram. It's just Ganja Yoga, no B. Um, yeah, so I'm pretty active there. I post several times a day and you can follow, you know, I, I post about the other teachers and their classes and our website too is active with all of the schedule and we have like a Bay Area meetup group that has the calendar. Um, so yeah, I think that's it. We have a, a YouTube channel of the Ganji or I don't know if it's the, or just regular Ganji yoga, but it has a couple videos there. And I've actually just yesterday put like dumped a bunch of new videos on the new IGTV, the Instagram TV. So, you know, we're on, we're on the platforms. Um, and then I have a Ganja Yoga retreat at the end of August up in Seattle area for anyone who's up that way. And we still have some tickets left. Ooh, retreat. Yeah, it sounds like you're going to yeah, leave that all shiny and super relaxed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's going to be so amazing. Each each class will be like a slightly different version. So this will be Ganja Yoga with self-massage. This will be Ganja Yoga restorative. Ganja Yoga with easy upside-down poses. So each one will be like a slight different. And then the, the, the cannabis product will be kind of like ideally kind of curated to be like, well, this is a sativa for the morning class or that kind of pairing. I, I find that stuff really fun. Mm, I like that. Have fun. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to go. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I guess you're not going to Burning Man anymore if you're doing that at the end of August, huh? You're done with Burning Man? Yeah, I will. Yeah, I haven't gone to Burning Man in a couple of years. I, I did teach like a, a, a sort of a tantra, a cannabis tantra class at the last Burning Man I was at, but I haven't been in a few years. Do you guys go? Uh, yeah, I'm still on the fence of going this year. I'm on the hunt for a ticket. If anyone has a ticket, golden ticket, send it to me. I have goodies for you. Um, but yeah, I decided after last year that I actually wasn't going to go and now I'm kind of feeling the itch. So, um, right. yeah. So, but I mean, I, I love, I just want to, before we close, I also just want to say that you, um, tell listeners that you're actually the second, um, per guest on our show that has a, a really magical Bernie man love story where <laughs> you uh, fell madly in love with your current husband at Bernie man. So Bernie man mm -hmm. isn't just for hippies, people magic happens. No. <laughs> There's Google executives at Bernie man. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, totally. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's sweet. I love that story. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this yummy information. We'll have to check out the Ganja Yoga book. Everyone check out theganjayoga.com and ddusso.com. Go to that retreat. It sounds yummy. Uh, take some Ganja Yoga. And if you're not a Ganja person, then practice some Tantra. Tantra's yummy, too. D, mm -hmm. any, any final words you want to leave our listeners with? Oh, hmm, that's a lot of pressure. Um, how about relax the anus? Oh. One of my students, one of my students always laughs. She's like, you always say relax the anus. And I'm like, I just like saying it. You know, it's just, it, it's, we need to, we don't want to be holding, you know, unnecessary tension there. And like a lot of us that. have, you know, potty training issues and subconscious stuff and relax it. Relax so it. You heard it, everyone. Relax the anus. <laughs> Check out Dee's <laughs> website. Have some ganja yoga. Enjoy your day, D. It's been an absolute pleasure. We will see you soon. Safe travels in your in your ganja RV mobile. <laughs> thanks, guys. It's been so much fun. All right. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for joining us, everybody, and tuning in every Tuesday to the Shameless Sex Podcast. We love, love, love our listeners, and we will see y'all next Tuesday. Ciao for now. 
Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.